The Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I am joined by Sam Moses, Chief Socktologist at Socrates Custom Socks. I love that name. Um, to discuss how he got into the sock game, ways you can use social media to grow your brand, and much more. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks, and uh, appreciate the introduction. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's the weather like down in Boca Raton today? It's pretty good. You know, um, we don't like to complain, you know, to people from up north about that, if it's cold or not, because uh, it's relatively cold versus really cold, you know. So it's a little cold for Boca weather, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, you know. It's funny. I've interviewed a bunch of people already this year from Florida, and yeah. they tell me, oh, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, <laughs> it's relative. I, I understand that when it's mid-60s in Florida, that's considered cold. Um, but de- here in uh, the Philadelphia area, we've had some pretty um, mild weather. Today, it's supposed to be in the 50s. We were supposed to get uh, some snow this morning, but we didn't. We haven't had any snow this year. Uh, I'm still keeping my fingers crossed because I do like snow, um, yeah. you know, at least one snowfall. But today, it's just cloudy and it's supposed to be in the 50s. That's um, great. That's great. Yeah. Almost. I'm, uh... Almost, uh, you know, 50, 60 weather like you guys are experiencing. Yeah. I'm actually from Toronto originally. I grew up up there. And if you would tell people it didn't snow, that's actually an indicator that it's actually colder in a way. Because, you know, it's actually gets like freezing cold and it right. doesn't snow, you know. But but this sounds good up there. The weather sounds nice. All right. Again, we're going to be talking to Sam Moses about his uh, business, uh, Socrates Custom Socks. But before we get into the questions, Sam, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, what you do, and how you found yourself in the promo industry? Sure. So I'm the founder of a, of a company, Socrates Custom Socks. We only do custom socks uh, for companies, uh, companies who are using the socks for trade shows or events or employee giveaways or client giveaways. Um, so it's a, it's a generally a B2B uh, sale. It's a B2B service. Um, and we started this business about four years ago. Um, we were in retail. Uh, I had retail stores up in Canada, high-end retail where we were selling neckwear. Um, and I noticed that in the neckwear business in that store is a very high-end menswear store. Um, the type of customers that we were getting was a very specific type of customer, generally an executive, um, a very specific type. Um, and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice? We have hundreds of thousands of people walking around downtown Toronto in the financial district. Wouldn't it be nice for the store to offer pr- a product that everybody can purchase, not just the executive? Right. Um, so at that time, you know, I just got married. My wife was in advertising. And we started our own brand called Socrates, where we produced custom socks. Uh, I'm sorry, we produced socks for the store, okay. like in stock socks. And we, we brought it in and people loved it. And we noticed right away that everybody was coming in. You know, I like to say from the, you know, entry level worker to the CEO of a bank, you know, everybody could come in and actually buy these socks. Um, they, they were they, they were a big hit, you know, colorful designs, polka dots, stripes, uh, animals, sports, you know, like we were doing lots of different st- types of designs and the volumes that we were selling in that store were extremely heavy. We had a Christmas tree that we put in the front of the store that held 700 pairs. And there were days where we had to replace that tree multiple times. Oh, wow. So you, okay. you can imagine. Yeah, you can imagine the volume. Um, and it was just, it was incredible to see because women were coming in, buying for their, for themselves or for their, for their significant others. And it was just, it was a tremendous, uh, a tremendous time in our business there. Um, at that point, what happened was companies started coming to us who, because it's the financial district. So companies started approaching us and saying, hey, who makes these socks? 
So we would tell them that we're the manufacturer uh, and they would say, hey, I'm going to a trade show. Um, I need a thousand pairs, but I want it with my logo and my label and my everything. So we had designers at that time um, who uh, we were freelancing for us and they would design the socks and the company would approve it. You know, they're obviously we, we learned the business of how picky they were with their designs. And then we would ship it to them. Um, and I kind of was like, wow, what an interesting business where you get paid and then you produce versus right. my entire life was producing and then trying to get paid. Right. So sure. I was like, this is interesting. Um, and then we tra- we we really transitioned out of retail and went dr- directly online. Um, and when we went online, I realized that definitely the what we want to focus on, our part of the puzzle that we want to focus on is the logistics on the back end of the deals mm-hmm. where we can figure out a process and our process is a seven day turnaround time. So there was a lot that went into that where we could figure out a process that is really, really solid. Um, and then have the distributors, you know, via ASI, the distributors come on to the, to come onto our program and use it. And we've developed over the years, few years now, a very streamlined process where the, where the designer, sorry, where the distributor comes to us, we design the socks for them or they design it on their own. You know, they approve it. And seven days later, it shows up to their door, perfectly Pantone matched. And that process of going from, okay, you know, delivering socks to delivering socks in seven days um, and producing in Italy and that whole entire discovery process to make that process, uh, to make that solution, that's what we're focused on. So it was a good fit with the distributors because it's like we can focus on what we do best and they can focus on what they do best, sure. which is um, deal with their clients and, right. and, and their programs, you know? Right. So how long have you been in this industry? So it's been about four years now. This is okay. our fourth year. Um, we were in retail for, for many, many years before that. Um, and this business kind of just took off. We have clients all over the world. Um, we ship all over the world. Um, and we're always continually working on two things, the product, you know, offering different types of dress socks and athletic socks and wool and retro tube, uh, knee highs and all this stuff. Um, and working on the process, making sure that that seven day turnaround time is really, really tight and making right, sure that the, right. the program to the distributors is tight. And I think that uh, I like what you said about, um, you know, being able to focus on everybody, you know, you sell a product like a tie, you know, it's, it's a very niche you know, apparel product, yeah. you know, yeah. not many people wear ties. And, and in the last right. 10 years, 20 years, even there's been a, a huge move away from formal wear into casual wear. Yeah. So ties are, are, yes, if you're selling other things, ties are, you know, probably a, a great item to have, but socks, especially in the last, I I've seen five, seven years, custom socks have really taken off. I've, I'm a big fan of custom socks. I love, uh, branded socks. I wear them all the time. Uh, so to me, I feel like that is a, a win for you. You know, you decided, yeah. Hey, you know, why limit ourselves to such a small segment of the population when you can actually sell a product <laughs> that is geared towards everyone? Yeah, no, it was, it was a huge eye opener, like to see the different types of people coming in from all over. And it doesn't really have an income, you know, limitation to it. Whereas you know, $125 neckties does. Um, so it was, it was amazing. It was actually, a, it changed the whole way we look at our business. And it was really amazing because for the first seven, eight years, we were doing it one way. And then one day, you know, we just changed it and it, the entire store became way more accessible, you know? Right. Right. 
Again, we're talking to uh, Sam Moses from Socrates uh, Custom Socks. Now, we kind of touched upon this already, why you invested in, in custom stocks. Socks, I think it's, it's fairly uh, obvious why you did that, and it's certainly a good business decision. But how, how are, you know, what are ways that distributors can sell custom stocks? So the best way that we find is um, that they are already doing kind of like a bunch of items for, for the client. Um, and then it's a great add-on, whether you put it in the kit, because it's, it's super easy to put into a box because it's, it's, it's like very, it's really flexible, the product, right? Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, a standalone giveaway at a trade show. It actually is probably at this point, the number one trade show giveaway because everybody needs and uses socks and nobody mm -hmm. looks at it like a low value product. It's a very high value product, right? Sure. So it sits in the, in the, in the customer's drawer, the potential customer's drawer. We've had customers or distributors tell us that two, three years later, the customer called them back and said, by the way, those are my favorite socks. I still wear them and I still use them. Mm. Um, so there is a lot of people, the end users coming to the distributor and saying, Hey, I need socks. And then the distributors finding us because we have a very good program but it's also uh, the distributor saying, hey, um, have you tried socks? Because if you haven't, it's a very, very good product for you to use at trade shows or even employee uh, events. Like, you know, to mm -hmm. give out, you know, a pair of socks to your employees. Everybody's talking about it the next day. It's a communication thing. So it's actually a fun item. And, and, it and it's colorful and it's fun. And it has a label that makes you look like you're Nike, you know. So it um, it's a fun you know, easygoing item, which is also, you know, doesn't break the bank, you know? Right. And, and, and a nice quality sock will certainly be remembered by the end user for sure. Definitely. I yeah, have definitely. socks that I really love. And when I put them on, I, I have uh, a pair of socks I've had probably for five or seven years. Uh, and every time I put them on, I'm like, these socks are great. Yeah. You know, I wear them all the time. They, they, I never get a hole in them. And I, you know, I wear them probably once a week. And I remember that brand all the time. And I'm like, yeah. those socks were, were a great, you know, item for, for branding. So um, again, we're talking to uh, Sam Moses uh, about um, his business. Also, we're going to be talking about social media. Now, uh, Sam, uh, let's talk social media for a bit. Sure. So when it, when it comes to social media, you know, this is one of those questions that a lot of people ask me for this show. Uh, you know, what are some recommendations on standing out? This is this is tough. How do you stand out on social media in 2023, especially with saturation? You know, everyone's competing for eyeballs. Uh, what recommendations do you have? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, you, you, know, you have to have a strategy going in as to what you're trying to achieve. I mean, are you using social media to get leads? Are you using it just for kind of like, you know, brand presence so that when you do get a lead from somewhere else that they go there and you look alive, you know? There's two things that I always suggest. One is consistency. You know, you have to be consistent and you have to be, you know, somebody has to be monitoring it because people are asking questions or people are interacting and you got to be pretty, pretty quick to, to respond back. I mean, the world of social media moves so fast that you can respond a day later and it's, it's already kind of dated, you know, your, your response right. is somewhat dated, you know? Uh, so we have somebody focus on that. And, and, and that's number one for me is consistency. And number two is, you know, value added content, you know, try to not just splash out there your features and benefits, which you've said for the last, you know, hundred posts, you know, try to engage them in a way which is value add, you know, talk about something that, you know, where these socks can be used and how that can actually help them, you know, versus, 
you know, just being like seven day turnaround time, Pantone matching, like, you know, you, you know, you kind of have to be an advertisement without being an advertisement, you know? So sure. um, talk about how it can benefit them. We talk about ROI a lot. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're already going to a trade show. You're already spending $10,000 for a few extra thousand dollars. Wouldn't you like to get an extra 300 people to your booth? Wouldn't that be worth it? And then, you know, when you think about it from an ROI perspective, it almost becomes a no brainer. You've already sunk so much into this event. Why not, you know, spend it, spend a little bit more money, but actually generate the traffic to the booth, right? Like it's like buying a really fancy car and not putting the gas in. Right. So, um, so we talk about that. We have a lot of content around that. I try, I try not to just talk about our benefits because it's, it's, it's too advertising, advertising and, you know, as me and you go through our day, you can imagine, and I can imagine, and we know how many advertisements are we, are we, you know, being exposed to and how much can we actually absorb? And, and I think in a way, a lot of people have just learned to kind of like block it out. Like we almost just block out advertisements. Right. So, so I I think for us and for everybody, if you, if you're thinking of starting um, on social media and you want to get going, value added content think about the customer what do they need because they don't need to know they don't need to be sold every second on something right they need they need to to know what how this can help them and and what this can do for them you know right i agree 100 percent. and i like that what you said about consistency i always preach that uh if you're going to post once a week once a day be consistent with what you're doing uh make sure that you engage people who are you know they're they're tagging your brand. If somebody's tagging your brand and asking you a question, you have to get in there and absolutely respond, uh, engage with your potential customers. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's imperative that you get in there and, and be part of the social media conversation. Also the value add, I can't tell you how much I still see, not only in this industry, but all industries about how much people are still trying to sell, 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 sell yeah. on social media. You can't do that. Like you said, value add, uh, educate, entertain, have have some sort of content that is going to help you stand out from the rest of that noise. And I think you nailed that perfectly. Now, I have to ask you, are you able to, uh, you know, generate any leads for your business through social media? We do. Yeah, we do. It's not it's not the biggest percentage of our leads that we get from social media. Uh, it's more SEO online, but we do get leads from uh, social media. Actually, we get a lot of leads from social media uh, by us and our and our staff just engaging with other people, right? Like we take an interest in other people's um, uh, businesses um, and we comment on their posts and all that. And then through our profile, they're like, oh, you do custom socks? I actually have an event that I'm going to and I wouldn't mind getting some information on that. And, you know, no obligation. We send them the design board and then they, and then they, and then they end up purchasing or, you know, or not purchasing most of the time they do, but we take an interest in other people and we're active on there. Um, and that's kind of like lead generation, but it's almost like you can call it passive lead generation. Sure. Like, you know, we're just going out there and doing and, and being engaging with other people because we're taking an interest in them and then kind of like, you know, Oh, I'm going to an event. It's not right. a bad idea. You know? And I think, I think that that's a great point because I always say, you know, I make a, I use a quote from uh, Field of Dreams, just because you build it, you know, like in the movies, like build it and they will come. Social media doesn't work that way. You, no. you know, you can't just have a presence on social media, say on Facebook and you post content and you expect, oh, I'm going to post this and all of a sudden my phone's going to ring. No, no, it doesn't work no. like that. You have to go yeah. out there, you find out where your customers are, where are they 
you know, where are they? You know, which platform yeah. engage with them? Yeah. And eventually they're going to to find out who you are, what your product is. And if you have a mutual, uh, you know, beneficial relationship there, then you can strike that up. But you have to be engaging on on uh, social media as well. So do you have networks that you're that you have more success with than others? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the platform that we get the most success on, and we have a little bit of success on all of them, but the, the one that we get the most on is LinkedIn. Definitely. Okay. Um, it's just the platform where, um, I guess, you know, our customers would be, um, and again, that's the platform where we find we're able to engage in a professional manner properly with, mm -hmm. um, with customers and not only customers, but potential customers. And, um, that's definitely the platform that we've seen the most success but back to your point, you made a good point. You can't just throw everything up. It's not about checking boxes. It's not, you know, you check your boxes and you're like, oh, I put up my profile. I put up a picture. I did everything. Okay, I'm just going to sit back and wait for things to happen. It doesn't really work like that. You have to go out there and it's like it's like planting the seed and then watering it as you go, right? Right, like, right. You can't just, you know, come back 10 years later and hope that a tree's there, right? So um, you have to work it. You got to work it. So sure. I always tell, you know, the we have, you know, we have a staff here that, and part of the staff work on our social media that it's, it's, you're going to have to keep doing it every day, every day you have to dedicate time and you might not see the results of that right away. It's not like that. Right. It just over time, you know, it's slowly kind of like, you know, marginally builds and then yep. and eventually you have something there. Right. There's no magic bullet for social media. Yeah. There's no, you can't, you can't. Right. You I, can't I got just, a million of these, the witticisms I'll just throw out there. Um, but yeah, you have to, you have to nurture it. You have to work at it. There's there's no easy way to do it. You have to be consistent, and you just you just have to spend time. You have to say to yourself, "Hey, we need to put time into this, time and effort." Yeah. And eventually, you're gonna get there. Uh, yeah, try, and you have, to, you have to believe in it because yeah. because if you don't believe in it, you're not gonna be posting. And I see other brands, you know, there's six months between posts, or three, you know, right. it's almost better just not to have it at that point because it just looks too too dated and you know, you're not engaged and you, you, you it doesn't look like you care about it. So it's, it's yeah. just not going to work, you know? You and I are on the same wavelength. I always tell people it's better to not have a presence on a social media platform uh, rather than have a presence where you haven't posted anything or updated your page in a year or two years. Yeah. If you have a Twitter account and you haven't posted since 2014 and I see it, I still see it all the time, get rid of the account, just put it, it, you know, yeah. Deactivate it. it. It doesn't look good when somebody goes to your website, clicks on your Twitter account, and sees that you haven't posted since 2014. Not good. It's not a good look. Okay. You want your yeah. your social media uh, presence to be active. You want to see things on there, like we talked about earlier uh, about value add. You don't want to just sit there and sell, sell, sell. Because when you look at people who post content that is salesy, what are you going to see in the comments, likes? Nothing. You're not going to see any likes, yeah. no comments, no right. shares. Nobody cares. That's right. noise. Nobody wants to see that in social media. Again, we're talking to Sam Moses of Socrates. Uh, we're talking about growing your uh, brand on social media. If you have any comments or questions, uh, feel free to drop them in the chat and we'll, we'll either get to them while we're doing this live stream or afterwards. Now, now you mentioned LinkedIn as a uh, platform that you have the most success. Yeah. With a product like yours, I would think that Instagram would be a very popular and potentially a lead generating platform uh, because it's 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 visual. It's built it's built for a product like yours. Um, now, do you have any success at all yeah. on Instagram? 
We do. Yeah. So Instagram has been great for us in another way where we have a customer, we deliver the socks to the customer, and then there's an engagement after that where the customer then posts and tags us and we tag sure. them. And so we post their socks sometimes and we tag them and we say, hey, it was great working with Microsoft or whatever it is, um, or of course the distributor. Um, but but the point is, is that there's an engagement that goes back and forth there. So that actually works pretty well for us. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about user-generated content. Uh, I think that's that's huge when you're a supplier or distributor and you have um, recipients of a promotional product that they absolutely love, whether or not they love the quality, the look of it, or it's part of an experience. One of the first things that they're going to do is they're going to go to social media. Yeah. Uh, and do you see that a lot with your product? Yeah, we see it a lot. Yeah, breweries, you know, order and you know, these tequila brands and definitely tech companies. And uh, we get a lot of photo uh, movie shoots, like movies and TV shows, huh. um, which is very interesting. Um, it doesn't they, surprise me about the breweries because I would say 75% of my branded socks are from breweries. Yeah, breweries, I, they're crazy. I yeah, love no, going to breweries. They're very proud of their brand and they have yeah. a following behind their brand. So when you're in the bar, I guess, and the socks are there, you know, it's an easy purchase for the for the sure. end, for the customer. So yeah, no, and they're really good at branding. Like some of yeah. these breweries have, I'm like, wow, their branding is really impressive. Like you opened right. a bar and you actually did a cool brand, you know? Yeah, and yeah. plus when you when people are drinking alcohol, they're more likely to open yeah. up their wallet and buy that merch. And yeah. I've been I've been guilty of that too. I've come home with a bunch of merch. I'm like, why did I buy this? Yeah, I always buy the mug, you know. I'm yeah. like, why do, I need, do I need a mug right now? Like yeah, do I need yeah. another mug? I have a hundred mugs in my uh but beer glasses I have a yeah. whole separate room in my house where I store like, the hats. Yeah. You know, I'm into that. Yeah. So okay Sam I have you know, one more question, and then we're going to get into an informal Q&A. So uh, any final advice for people who want to stand out on social media with their brand? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the first thing that you should be doing is building kind of like a content calendar. Have some kind of strategy behind how you want to post and what you want to post and the messaging behind it. But don't be too rigid in that. Like, sometimes you have to go a little bit off uh, off script sometimes. Um, number one, and then stick to it as much as you can um, with your posting, but also try to engage other people. Try to try to be out there a little bit. Try not to think so much about, not, try not to do everything just to make a sale. Just try to kind of like mm -hmm. engage people, try to enjoy the platform for what it is. Uh, produce really good content that's valuable to other people. Think about the end user and how they would actually benefit from the post. Like the end user right. doesn't need to know your prices, like at this moment, like right. they don't, they just don't, right? If they wanted your prices, they would come to you and get your prices and anybody can come to you and get your prices in 10 seconds, right? So they don't need that. What they need to know is how does your service actually help their life? Or and right. if it doesn't, you know, you come up with a story how it does, right? So um, yeah, that's, I think the best way to start and don't overthink it because you know, it, it has to be a journey where it's, it, you know, you, you can't every day after you work an hour, see some, want to see a result right away. It's going to take time to build. It's like a snowball, right? In the right. beginning, it doesn't look like much, but as it builds, um, I know it's weird for a guy in Boca Raton to make a snowball reference, but <laughs> well, you're from uh, Canada. So yeah, from Canada, okay. yeah, I get away with it. So as the snowball builds, you know, then it's like, oh, wow, this snow, I can't even stop this snowball. This is huge. Right. right? So right. 
Yeah, and, and 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 there's a tipping point there, right? There is a tipping point. You just got to get there, but you can't be too obsessed day to day of, oh, I'm not moving my snowball. You just have to kind of get it going. Sure. Yeah. See, uh, I love that advice. Uh, my advice would be, you know, create content that's entertaining. Yeah. Fun. Make people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. You you can create content that has nothing to do with your business. Yeah. And if you help people stop the scroll, you know, if they're scrolling, they're scrolling through their feeds. And you stop them with something that's fun, interesting, entertaining, that has nothing to do with your business, they're still stopping and they're going to remember your brand. So I always, you know, I always tell people it doesn't have to always be work related. Have fun. A lot of people go to social media to get away from business. So if they see business stuff, they're just going to keep scrolling by. If they see something right. fun uh, and, and interesting, different, they're going to stop and they're going to remember. So couple of thought-provoking questions. These, this is a new edition. Uh, I want you to think on your feet. Tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, so got a couple questions for you, Sam. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What was the biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from that experience? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, you know, I think in the, you know, in the early days, I, I had a lot of failure Um surrounding um, some early businesses that I started where I was young and I, I definitely made some mistakes um, just with the way that we dealt with suppliers and the way that we dealt with um, the customers, you know, and we took things for granted in the early days. Um, and I think what I learned from that is, is that a success or failure is never really final, you know, your journey, your, you can, you can recover from big failures in the beginning um, or, or relative failures in the beginning. And number two is how really, you know, important it is the customer journey and, and how important that process is for the customer. Cause it is, what I learned was how hard it is to actually get a customer. It is hard and it's harder to even keep the customer. So now I've become super focused with my team. You know, we have about 10, 10 people working with us. Um, I've become super focused on the customer. I call it the journey versus customer service. Service means that, you know, after something went wrong and they came to you and then you service them. I'm more into like customer experience. Like how do we make sure that this experience for the customer is an amazing one where from the beginning, they're really excited to work with you, you know? So right. I think that's what I learned from uh, the early days of uh, coming out of business school, starting a business out of, the, out of the gate, you know? Yeah. I think that's, it's all about experience and, yeah. I think back to the, some of the things I did when I was younger and how I conducted myself in my professional life. And I've learned a lot and I certainly have the experience to know better than to do the things that I used to do. So, yeah. I mean, I think like you said it perfectly, the journey, uh, the journey, you know, you, your journey is long and you're going to learn a lot during it. So, yeah. um, yeah, I love that answer. Yeah, right, in, your early 20s, in your early 20s, everything seems like well, that's the end. You know, you're you're 25 and you made a mistake oh, right, and that right. might be the end of it. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are gonna happen here mm -hmm. to start actually being successful. It doesn't happen overnight and and it takes time. And you're gonna have to go through those bumps in the road, let's call sure. them, to get there. And the bumps in the road are actually in a way, in, in a way, they're good things. Because if right. you didn't have those bumps in the road, you would you would not be here, you know. Right. And it builds character and, and it helps you to learn and grow. And, you know, certainly I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago and I'm sure you weren't or you're not the same person you were 20 years ago. And, yeah. you know, we, we learn and we grow. 
Um, yes. All right. So my next question is, what's a movie or show you absolutely love? Right my off the top of your head. My favorite movie of all time, and I, I actually um, reference it a lot with my team, and I, I think they're a little annoyed with me by now, but um, you know, I was born in the 80s, so it's Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, yeah, I always, I always That's a classic. Yeah. Oh man, I always talk about it, and I always bring it up, and uh, my wife's definitely sick of it. Um, but actually, recently, really funny, we got an order from Paramount for Teen Wolf. Okay. Which is like another movie that, and my wife says I've never talked about it, but after I got the order, I'm like, you don't know that Teen Wolf is my favorite movie? Like, how did I not mention that? Like, I was really into Teen. I'm basically a Michael J. Fox guy. Like, I was I, everything. Apparently, yeah. Fox, you know? So. Yeah. Both of those movies I love. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm a guy. I was born in the 70s. I saw Back to the Future in the theaters probably 10 oh, times. Man. Uh, love that movie. Still, Those it's so days. quotable. Those were the days when going to the movie theater was like the biggest adventure was, of your life. You know, yeah. I and mean, my kids team, will never, they'll never get that. They don't no, get I know. I know. It's all about home it entertainment. Hurts it hurts me. I'm like, really? You're not excited about the theater? They're like, dad, I can get it on demand. I, oh, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> I know. It's a different world that we live in today, yeah. Sam. Completely different. Can't believe all right. It. So I have one last question for you. Who will win Super Bowl 57? Oh, that's a good question. And we spoke about that a little earlier. Yeah. And I, I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, my heart was broken on Sunday when the Bills lost. I used to be a season ticket holder to the Bills up until I got married and my season tickets conveniently disappeared because driving three hours to a Bills game from Toronto when you get married is not uh, oh, wow. thing you do anymore, you know? Yeah. But, you know, the way it works is that every year you move close, closer to the 50-yard line. And my son, he's nine, he's a big Bills fan. So I was like, I was on the 30. So how many more years to the 50, you know? So mm -hmm. um, I think I'm going with, I think I'm going with, uh, you know, it's a tough call, but I think I'm going with uh, with San Francisco. Oh. Yeah, I, I love their defense, and they just, they're just such a good team. I'm a little bit weary about Brock Purdy, but I don't know. I think I'm going yeah. with San Francisco. Who are you going with? I got to go with the Eagles. I Look, I – I may be representing Philadelphia from where I am, but I'm a Jets fan. But as a Jets fan who, you know, our, my team hasn't made the playoffs in I think 10, 12 years or something like that. You know, I have to go with the, with the home team. I, I just don't see any flaws in that team right now. Yeah. They dismantled the Giants over the weekend. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, is just a different he, I mean, he's he's like Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes is injured. Yeah. You know, how, how bad his high ankle sprain is. I got to go with the Eagles right now. I think the yeah. Eagles. This is gonna be this is gonna be a, a, a tough game for the Eagles this week. I think they, they're flying high. It's almost like you know they, they they blew out the Giants by so much that it almost is like not good because it's like now yeah. you're going into a game with really good defense and. I don't know. That was a good. They played really well. They look like the favorite to go all the way. Um, it's going to be. I think it's going to be both games. Actually, I think they're going to be really good games. The, I think we could agree, everybody, that those are the top four teams. That, uh, yeah. I, look, the Bills. The Bills almost lost to the Dolphins. In, yeah, they didn't look good in either of those Dolphin games. You know. I think the Bills were better go. You know, earlier in the season, something happened to that team. I think there's there's a lack of chemistry. I think yeah. with Stefan Diggs uh, having issues with the way Josh Allen was passing it. I mean, I think there's some internal issues going on there, but they didn't, they didn't look very good on Sunday. It looked like they were playing in a week four game or something. You yeah, know? It was not, it just wasn't very good. And look, not, nothing can't take away from the Bengals. They played really, really well. And I think, I actually think the Bengals 
who own the Chiefs right now, I think they're going to win again. And I think it's going to yeah. be Eagles, Bengals. I think it's going to be – look, whoever wins the Super Bowl, like you said, uh, will deserve it. I, you I think really realize how hard it is to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it is yeah. it is impossible. <laughs> I mean, it is – For the they, Jets, they, it's they, hard they to make the playoffs. So. It's an unbelievable road they yeah. got there, you know. All right. So, Sam um, – if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Best way to get a hold of me, Sam at SocratesCustom.com. That's sock rates. That, that's what's how people pronounce it sometimes. Custom.com. Another way, just go to our website, SocratesCustom.com. You know, reach out to us over there. Um, we're definitely on social media, as we discussed. LinkedIn, very, very present there. Instagram at SocratesCustom. We're on Twitter. Um, so that definitely um, many, many ways to reach out. We'd love to hear from you, everybody. Anybody who just wants to talk socks or anything else, definitely reach out. Um, and we'd love to uh, we'd love to discuss with you. Awesome, Sam. Thanks again for your time today. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. For Sam, I'm Vinny. We'll see you next time on the social angle.